Thank you for listening. I'll be sharing out of 1 Corinthians chapter number 15 and verse number 10. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse number 10. And the title of my and the title of my message is What is so amazing about grace? 1 Corinthians chapter number 15 and verse number 10. And the title of the message is What's so amazing about grace? The Bible says, But by the grace of God I am what I am. And His grace which was bestowed upon me was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they all, yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. Let's pray together. Father, we do thank You for Your mercy, and we thank You for Your grace. Your mercy endures forever, and we rejoice in that. Sweet Jesus, I ask you to empty me of myself, cleanse me of my sin, and fill me with your Spirit. I ask that you would minister to those who hear. May the Word of God do its perfect work in our life. Lord, I declare today that Satan is a defeated foe, and his ultimate home is the lake of fire. And I proclaim that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior, that He is the coming King that has defeated death, hell, and the grave. And I rejoice today with joy unspeakable, full of glory. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. Paul is sharing here with the Corinthian believers and he is sharing with them that it was the grace of God that found him and it was the mercy of God that saved him. Paul was a man that thought he was doing right but in reality he was doing wrong. He believed that what he was doing with his life was honoring God but the reality was what he was doing with his life was dishonoring to God. He was persecuting those that left Judaism and believed on the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Paul had permission to arrest and imprison and even kill those that followed the Lord Jesus Christ. And one day on his way to Damascus to do his worst, he met God's best. Jesus Christ appeared to the Apostle Paul and changed his life. Did not only change his future destiny, but changed his living on planet earth. And Paul is sharing here that he is what he is by the grace of God, that nothing he has done um, has put him in the position that he's in. It's the grace of God that did this. I remember reading a story of a cowboy walking down an old fence row and as he made his way down the old fence row, he noticed ahead of him there was an object sitting on top of a fence post. 
And as he drew closer to the object on top of the fence post, he began to notice as his eyes focused on the object that it was a turtle, that there was a turtle sitting on top of the fence post. And as the cowboy got near the turtle, he said, Mr. Turtle, I have no idea how you got to where you are, but I know that you did not get there by yourself. And brother and sister, that same thing can be said about every saved person. If you're saved today, you've been saved by the grace of God and you have done nothing to put yourself in that position, but someone else has placed you there. And it's of God that we are in Jesus Christ. If you're saved today, fall down on your knees and thank your heavenly Father for His mercy and His grace that He has bestowed upon your life. There's a song that I learned shortly after I got saved and the title of that song is Amazing Grace. And is grace not truly amazing? There is something wonderful about the unsearchable riches of God's grace. Grace is God's riches at Christ's expense. Grace is unmerited and unearned and undeserved favor. If you've been saved today, it's by grace through faith that you have been saved. And I want to share with you what's so amazing about grace I want you to note, number one, what's amazing about grace is it sought me when I was a stranger. Grace sought me, came looking for me when I was a stranger. The Bible says it. there's none good, there's none righteous. Every one of us has turn to our own way. We have rebelled against God and we have went our own way in life. When we are born into this world, we are born into sin. And because of that, we are separated from God because we are born with a sin nature and inevitably that sin nature is revealed in the way we live and the way we operate our lives. We do not become sinners when we sin, but we sin because we are sinners. The Bible says that there's none that seeks after God. The reality is this, Jesus Christ came into the world to seek and to save that which was lost. I don't know about you, but my testimony is this. I did not know God. I was not raised in a Christian home. I was not raised in an atmosphere of prayer. We never read a Bible in our home. I never remember ever praying over a meal whenever me or my brothers took Ill. No one ever laid hands on us and prayed for us. I remember from time to time attending a church with my mother where some of my extended family attended, uh, but I never 
was raised around the gospel. I was not raised around church. I was not raised around a Bible. I was not raised around godliness. So I did not know God. I didn't know who God was. I didn't know who I was. I was living my life the best way that I knew how. I was making decisions the best way that I knew how. But I know there was something in me that loved darkness. There was something in my nature that was bent on doing wrong. I found pleasure. I found thrill. I found joy in doing wrong. Even as a young 12 and 13 year old boy, I was attracted to what others would say was wrong. And I had no appetite for God. I had no thought about God. I had no desire for God. I had no love in my heart for God. To be honest with you, I never even gave God a thought. I never even considered if there was or was not a God. And at 21 years old, God found me. I remember when my mother and my father sold out to Jesus Christ. I was 18 years old and they began attending church faithfully and they began reading their Bible faithfully and they began praying for me faithfully. And the gospel was shared with me for the very first time. And I remember through the next several years, uh, people would come into my life and share the gospel. The first of those was my own father. He shared with me that Jesus loved me and Jesus died for me. And Jesus took my sin to the cross and he died for me as me. And he rose again the third day to give me eternal life if I would repent, trust him. And have faith in the finished work of Jesus Christ. Uh, another person that was used to share the gospel with me was a man named Milton Eisenberg. He gave me a gospel CD of Third Day. And he was sharing Jesus with me. And at 21 years old, I found myself in a tide. I found myself in, at rock bottom. I found myself hopeless and helpless and troubled by life and haunted by my choices and miserable in my addictions and bound by ungodliness and immorality that had ravaged my life and stolen my innocence and left me empty and left me dry and left me broken in life and I had nowhere to turn. I did not know where to go. I could not find relief and it was on March the 5th, 2002. I was not looking for God. But on that day, God came looking for me. And Jesus, He sought me out when I was a stranger of God. When I was separated from God by my sin. When I was a stranger to the covenant of God. When I was a stranger to the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Jesus came looking for me. I remember at 18 years old when my parents began praying for me and the gospel seed was planted in me for the next three and a half years 
There was something on my trail. There was something on my heels. The, the life that I was living started to become miserable to me. Uh, the choices that I made started to trouble me. And I found myself becoming contemplative. I found myself considering the purpose of life and the meaning of life. And now as I look back on that time, that was not me. That was the Holy Ghost, heaven's hound dog on my trail pursuing me and he treed me at 21 years old and grace is amazing because when I ignored God and when I pushed past God's warnings God continued to pursue me and God saved me as a 21 year old young man and gave me the forgiveness of my sins hallelujah and he made me a new creature in Jesus Christ Hallelujah. And He gave me a home on Hallelujah Boulevard in heaven one day. See, grace is amazing because when I could not save myself, Jesus saved me. The second reason that grace is amazing is because it secures me when I stumble. It's the grace of God that secures me after I get saved. It was the grace of God that saved me uh, and it's the grace of God that keeps me saved. I've got to be honest with you, I've not always done right since I've been saved. I'm ashamed to say that. I have sinned against God. I have sinned against my family. I have sinned against my fellow man. I have sinned against my own soul since I've been saved. As a matter of fact, I sinned about an hour after I got saved. I had lived a life before salvation where using foul language was not a stranger to my tongue. And after I got saved, I had an incident take place about an hour later and I let a four-letter word come out of my mouth. And I remember I told my dad, Dad, I gave my life to Jesus. I've trusted Him as my Savior. And now I have sinned against God even in my salvation. And my dad was able to show me what the grace of God and the Word of God does for a saved man. He said, John, you'll find a small epistle in the New Testament entitled 1 John. I want you to go to 1 John chapter number 1 and I want you to read verse number 9. And he said, John chapter number 1, John chapter 3, 4, and 5, 1 John is written to saved people. It is written to the church so I read it from that perspective, and here's what I found. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I found out that the grace of God does not only forgive me of my sins that I've committed against God, 
But the grace of God keeps on forgiving me of the sins that I committed my Christian life. And I found out that along the way when I stumble and fall, when I fall into sin or if I make a blunder in my life or make a mistake in my life or poor judgment in my life, I'm glad that the grace of God carries me and the grace of God accepts me. I'm thankful that there is still a fountain filled with blood that's drawn from Emmanuel's veins and sinners and saints alike that are plunged beneath that flood. They lose all their guilty stains. I'm so glad today that the grace of God has kept me secure and safe in Jesus Christ. All these 20 years, the grace of God has kept me. The grace of God is amazing because it sought me when I was a stranger. It secures me even when I stumble. I'm so glad that it sustains me. Number three, the grace of God sustains me when I serve. I've found out along the way serving Jesus Christ takes a toll on the mind, on the will, and on the emotions. Being involved in the ministry and the service of a local New Testament church, it is not a fairy tale. It is not a cruise ship. It is not an easy street. It is not a soft way of living. But it is the battleground. It is the front lines. There's problems there. There's barriers there. There's difficulty there. There's discouragement there. And when you serve Jesus Christ, you're being poured out as a drink offering before the Lord. You give it your all. You pour out your mind, your will, and your emotions. And serving Jesus Christ sometimes goes unnoticed. It goes unappreciated. It goes unapplauded. And sometimes serving Jesus Christ will leave you dry. It'll leave you on empty. It'll leave you frail. It'll leave you bruised and battered and broken along the way. But I've found out that weeping may endure for the night, but joy cometh in the morning. I'm glad that when I serve God and I give my life to the service of the Lord Jesus Christ, I may get weary, I may burn out along the way, I may face bouts of depression and bouts of discouragement, but the good grace of God breathes free on my life and I can feel the breath from another world as God by His grace breathes life back into me once again. I'm so glad that that New Testament church was not just filled and baptized in the Holy Ghost one time but they were filled not just two times and not just three times but over and over and over again the church is filled fresh with the sweet Holy Ghost of God that empowers us and sustains us and equips us for the work of the ministry and I've found the more I give out the more the grace of God pours in I'm glad that the grace of God never runs dry and the grace of 
of God never runs out. And the grace of God can reach me when I'm tired and weary in the service of the King. When I'm tired and weary uh, carrying out my marching orders. I'm thankful for the good, amazing grace of God that sustains me when I serve Jesus Christ. I want to share with you the fourth thing that's so amazing about grace. It's not only that grace sought me when I was a stranger. And grace, it along the way, it secures me when I've stumbled. And the grace of God has sustained me when I serve. But fourthly, the amazing grace of God has soothed me when I suffered. There is suffering along this trail. There is suffering in the journey to heaven. There is hardships. Job said it this way, that a man's days are few and full of trouble. The Bible tells us by the Spirit of God that it's not only been chosen for you to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, but also to suffer with Jesus Christ. Paul said it this way by the Spirit of God, all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. There is suffering in the Christian life. And as we serve God, as we reach souls with the gospel of Jesus Christ, as we have been called to a ministry of encouragement, we personally face suffering in our life. And if it was not for the grace of God that soothes me and comforts me and is a salve, there is a balm in Gilead and is now name is Jesus Christ. It's the grace of God that carries me when I've been hurt along the way. It's the grace of God that carries me when I've being dropped along the way. There's been times in my Christian life that I've been stretched beyond measure and the suffering has been too much to bear and I've thought I've gone down for the last time. I've been wounded for the last time. I'll never recover from this bit of trouble. I'll never be the same after this suffering of the mind or suffering in the conscience or or suffering in my emotions, or suffering physically, or suffering financially. And I thought there is no way that I'll ever see the sun shine again. There is no way God can ever use me again. I am washed up and I'm done for. But every now and then, all of a sudden, the good grace of God meets me when I least expect it. It shows up when I'm not even looking for it. And listen, I went to bed suffering. I went to bed bruised. I went to bed scarred. I went to bed wounded only to wake up and find that His mercy and His grace is new every morning. I'm telling you, I would not be here today if it had not been for the good grace of God that soothes me and comforts me when I suffer. I'm glad that the good grace of God is like oil. I'm glad that the good grace of God is like an ointment that blesses us in our suffering and heals us in our suffering and mends up our broken bones and soothes our suffering wounds. 
I'm so glad that grace is indeed amazing. Grace, it seeks after us when we're strangers. The grace of God secures us when we stumble along life's journey. The grace of God, listen, it It sustains us as we serve God all the days of our life. And the grace of God soothes our soul when we're suffering. I just want to say uh, once again what Paul said. He says in verse number, in 1 Corinthians chapter number 15 and verse number 10. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And His grace which was bestowed upon me was not in vain. But I labored more abundantly than they all, yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. Open your eyes, dear child of God. Grace is truly amazing.